title of my sermon this morning is Just a Moment. We were hoping to get that screen on your Windows computer, the blue screen that has the thing turning and turning and turning, and it says Just a Moment. We couldn't find that in a good enough graphic to put up there, so I'm just trying to put that in your mind. Just a moment. Last week when Chris was preaching, I I heard God say, movement is where we need to be. It's a lot easier to get somebody that's moving and redirect them than it is to get somebody off the couch. If I'm up doing something and my wife says, hey, can you take out the garbage? I'm right here. Let's just go ahead and do it. It's a little different if I'm involved in a show and she says, can you take out the garbage? I say, just a moment, right? How many times have we told God in just a moment? Man, last week when Chris was preaching, I just, I kept hearing movement. We gotta be moving. That doesn't mean we have to be doing things just to, to do things. I'm a busybody. As soon as the weather gets good, I'm going to be out in the yard. I'm going to be in the garage. I'm going to be doing this. My wife goes, are, are you going to ever come inside? No. I like being busy. At work, I hate just sitting there being bored. So I find projects to do. I do this. I find a time to do church projects. I find a time to do other things because I hate sitting there just going, Any of you guys got thumbs that start to hurt? (laughs) Now, in the evening when I'm done and I finally sit down, I'm okay with sending Chris some stupid Instagram videos. But God is calling us to move so that we don't miss our moments. Most all of us can think of that moment of our salvation. That moment where God came in and you, you went from depressed and sad to, I have something to live for. Thank you, Jesus. I remember right where I was when I asked Jesus into my heart. And I remember who prayed the prayer with me. And I remember sitting in the, in the, in the pews at the time. This was a while ago. And going, Mom, I've got to go up. I've got to ask Jesus into my heart. I remember that day. I remember that moment. But we have got to be in a place where we are not just satisfied with that moment, but we're saying, God, I need another moment with you. God, I need another moment with you. I need another moment with you. I need my life to be changed. There's areas of my life that I wish I didn't have. And God goes, Just come to me and have another moment. We don't need to seek moments, but we have to have them to keep going where God wants us to go. If you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and turn to 2 Kings chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 1. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were traveling to Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will not leave you 
So they went down together to Bethel. They were moving. They weren't sitting at home waiting for God to do something. Elijah says, I need to go. And Elisha says, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to let you out of my sight. They were moving in a direction. And in that, that's where God shows up. It says a group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha said, but be quiet about it. Then Elijah and Elisha And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Jericho. But Elisha replied again, as surely as the Lord lives, and you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went together to Jericho. Again, they were moving. Elisha says, I'm not going to let you out of my sight. There's times where we get tired. I've been on mission trips with different missionaries and different pastors and they're, they're there to minister. I'm usually there just to help with worship and other things. And they usually ask me to preach the sermon they don't want to preach. You know, the early ones are. And I remember getting to a place in one of the trips where I'm like, man, I am tired. I don't want to go to another church service. We're doing three a day for like four days. I like preaching, but I don't want to do three a days, Okay. And I remember if they would have said, hey, you stay here, I'm going to go to church. I would have said, I'm staying here. But Elisha knew that there was a moment coming. And so many of us, we say, okay, you know what? I'm willing to stay right here. When God has a moment for you on the next step. But we stop and we go, Man, you know, I've been doing a lot of things. I've been doing a lot of good things for the church. But you know what? I I think I can be in a season where I can just stay right here. I've been guilty of that. Finding a place where I'm tired, I'm worn out. I feel like I'm doing so many things. And I say, you know what? I'll just stop right here. But Elisha said, no, I'm going to go where you go. And God is doing something. Last week, right before Chris preached, there's, a, there's, a, there's a three things that God has given me. You prepare, you pray up, because the move of God is coming. You prepare, you pray up for the move of God. Those are things that God is wanting us to do. And that is where Elisha is. He's preparing himself, and he's not letting Elijah out of his sight. And he goes, where you go, I go. And that's where our heart needs to be with God. God, wherever you go, I'm going. Wherever you want to take this church, I'm going. I'm not going to miss that moment that you have for me. Sometimes in in those movements, all of a sudden, somebody has a moment. This other person has a moment. This other person has a moment. And you can see God's really doing something in their life. And you go, God, where's my moment? God, what about me? Do we stop? Or do we keep going? You know what? Wherever you go, I'm going. Then a group of prophets from Jericho came to Elisha and asked him, Did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. 
Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. But again, Elisha replied, surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. 50 men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance. Elijah and Elisha stopped before the Jordan River. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water. The water divided. The two of them went across on dry ground. When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do, what I can do, tell me what I can do for you before I take you, before I am taken away. And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. Sorry, I got distracted here. My, um, I am responding from the fire department, kept sending a, an alert, um, He went across the Jordan and he's in the whole reason why he's there is because he doesn't want just to go with Elijah, Elijah. He wants the double portion. He's been serving with Elijah for years and he goes, wherever you go, I go. And then Elijah says, what can I do for you? He says, I want your double portion. There's some of us that are asking God for a double portion. And God is still trying to figure out what we're doing with our normal portion. I'm being honest. I think every one of us in this room can say, I could have done better here. I could have done better here. I stopped. I quit moving. I sat on the couch. I did this instead of going, you know what? Wherever you go, I'm going. I'm not going to miss a moment. As a coach, I love the kids that don't miss a practice. They make every practice. Even if they're sick, they'll sit over in the corner and go, I'm going to be here to watch and see what's happening. They don't want to miss a moment. They don't want to miss what us as coaches are teaching them. They don't want to miss that. And then at the end of practice, they go, coach, what can I do to be better? Coach, what can I do? That's where God is wanting us right now as a church. God, wherever you go, I'm going. Whatever this church is doing, I'm involved. Whatever you're asking, I'm in. I'm not saying that we have 20 people here that do everything because it needs to be balanced around. Chris and I can do a lot, but there's things that we're called to and there's things that we are not called to. That Easter egg hunt, neither one of us will be in town for that on the 8th. So now we're relying on you as the church to say, you know what? I'm going to step up and I'm going to serve my community. I like what Elisha was saying here. Wherever you go, Elijah, I go. And when he was asked, he already knew what he wanted. He wanted a double portion. There's some of us in this room that are ready for that double portion. There's some of us in this room that just need to get off our couch and start doing something. Get off our couch, go knock on the neighbor's door and go, hey, we're going to have a barbecue this weekend with some friends. Do you want to come over and hang out? 
I'm not asking you to take the old tracks that we used to do back in the 80s and 90s and go down to the grocery store and hand out tracks. If God's telling you to do it, you do it. But that's probably not something that Chris and I will hand out and get you guys to go around town handing out tracks. But we have to get up and we have to start moving. In this whole story, they're moving, they're moving, they're moving. They go to Bethel, then they go to Jericho, then they go to Jordan. A few months ago, most of you guys remember Damar Hamlin. Do you guys, any of you guys recognize that name? He played for the Buffalo Bills, and he had a major injury in a game, and they, they delayed the game. And he, The next day on ESPN, Dan Olawaski, if I can get his name right, they're talking about Damar Hamlin, and they're saying, Man, the coaches say, wait, we believe in the power of prayer. And right there on national TV, ESPN, there's never happened before on ESPN. He stops and says, I'm going to start praying right now. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head and I'm going to pray for him. That was his moment. That was his moment for his faith, for everything that he believed in. He's like, we can say that we're praying We can say that our thoughts are for him, but right there on national TV, he said, you know what? I'm going to stop and I'm going to pray for him. It was really powerful. And what's neat is that I don't think there was, there was anybody in that sportscast room that was going, man, I don't think he should be doing this. Maybe there was, but they were silenced. Because God was wanting to do something. It was a defining moment, not only for ESPN, but for Dan himself to step up and say, you know what? I might get fired over this. Because ESPN is a very liberal, non-Christian organization. You look at who's been fired and some of the things they've started doing over the last five years, it's, it's not the same as it was. And for him to step up and say, you know what? I love my God. I know that he is a healer and I'm going to pray. It was super powerful. If you just look it up on YouTube, ESPN prayer, and you'll see it. And it is really powerful. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn Mark 10. We're going to start in verse 17. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem again, Jesus wasn't just sitting around, it's movement. He's going from one place to another. And in this, a man came up to him and knelt down and asked, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. "Only, Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. 
There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions, give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. The man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. You have Elisha that says, no matter what's going on, I'm not leaving you. Then you had this rich young ruler, some, some of the different Bibles. Oh my goodness. Some of the different versions of the Bible say young ruler. This man had a genuine love for Jesus, but he was still sitting on the couch. He wasn't willing to get up and move. Was he willing to sell all of his possessions? Elisha was already at the place where he's moving and he's going where God wants him. It's amazing if you, if you ever, how many have ever been on a mission trip in here? You come back changed. You go there and you say, man, I'm going to minister and I'm going to minister. And you come back more ministered to probably than what you ministered to them. You come back and go, man, I don't know that I need the fourth car. I don't know that I need the third motorcycle. I don't know that I need this. I don't know that I need that. And we as Americans have a lot of stuff. And sometimes that stuff keeps us from following Jesus. Some of that stuff gets us to go, you know what? I'm going to go to church. Man, I love church. Man, I love my church. I'm going to go to the men's group. Man, I... I love the men's group. They're doing such a good job. And then when they're asked to do something on a Saturday, they go, you know what? I, you know, I think I'm going to go dirt biking this week. And I'm not saying that you can't, but if God's asking, if God's telling, you should probably go do it. God is wanting us to have a heart like Elisha, not like the rich, the rich young ruler. He said all the right things, but when it came down to it, was he, going, was he going to do it? I can do all the right things around the house that I want to do. But if I tell my wife, you know what? I'm, when I get home from work, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I get home from work and I don't do it. Oh, I totally forgot. Tomorrow, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I get home and I forget. I have all the right intentions, but am I doing it? There's so many times in my life I said, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Tomorrow. God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. In just a moment. And God comes and speaks and I said, oh, wait, wait, wait. In just a moment, this TV show is really important. You know, back before DVR was created, you, you, you had to watch it. My dad was like, you say anything during this show, I'm going to. You didn't have rewind. You didn't have DVR. You're hoping your VCR was going to work back in the day. I've been there. I've said, God, whatever you want to do. And I'm still sitting on the couch. 
That's why God wants us to be like Elisha. Wherever you go, I'm going. If there's an opportunity, I'm going to be there. If we look at the life of Moses, Moses had a defining moment when he saw the burning bush. That was a defining moment in his life. Daniel had a defining moment when he was thrown in the lion's den. I think that would define a few of us, wouldn't it? Be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I'm into that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a defining moment when they were thrown into the, into the fire. I mean, you think about that. Not only were they thrown in the fire, but the guards that threw them in the fire died. That's how hot it was. And they walked out of there with not a score, not, not a hair even singed. That was a defining moment. The apostle Paul had a defining moment when he was blind on the road, right? He had a defining moment. God said, hey, this is your moment. Things will never be the same. Joshua and the Israelites They had their defining moments. Their life was headed in one direction. God touched their life in some way and moved them into another direction. God is wanting us to move. If if we feel like this is where God has us going, guess what? It's easier for God to go, oh wait, here, let's take two steps over here. But it's really hard to get you off the couch. I don't know if you guys feel it, but Chris and I are really starting to feel there's a revival happening. And there's revival, little revivals happening all over this country. Why not here? Why not right here in Bayfield? Why not right here at Life Church? Revival doesn't come to a church that's sitting. Revival comes to a church that is moving, that is saying, wherever you go, I go. Revival doesn't come to the person that goes, man, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Oh, well, I ain't doing that. You want me to do what? You want me to sell all my possessions and become a missionary to Nigeria? I know people that have done that. They're just in a church service and God speaks and says, I want you to do this. And they go, God, are, are you serious? They sell everything and move across the world because they had a moment that they knew was a moment from heaven. They had a moment that changed their lives. And I'm not wanting to lose any of you to the mission field right now, okay? Not right this minute. Because God is wanting to do something here at Life Church. And revival starts when each and every one of us in this room go, Whatever you tell me, I will do. Wherever you go, 
I will go. However I can get better at what I do, I'm going to do. Whatever you're asking, God, I'm there. Because I'm hungry. I'm prepared. I'm prayed up because I'm ready for revival to happen. God is wanting to see us as a church prepared. That means we're up, we're moving, we're ready to go. We're prayed up saying, God, all of those parts of my life that shouldn't be there, I give them to you. I lay them at your feet. Take these sins, take these addictions, take these thoughts. That's what it means to be prayed up. It's not about you. You're ready because God is wanting to do something here. There is revival coming. Are you ready? Right now can be the moment that we finally say yes to God. Yes, God, I will do what you've asked me to do. Yes, God, I will walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, God, I will please you rather than pleasing myself. Yes, God, I am willing to take the harder road if it's your will. Yes, God, I will trust you even when you ask me to do something scary. I remember years ago, I asked a guy, I said, so why aren't you doing what? You told me a few weeks ago that this is what God wanted you to do. He's like, it was scary. I said, so you just quit? He's like, yeah. His walk with God is still in the same spot because he stopped. He said, God, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to do that. His relationship with God, it's still in the same place. He had a moment and he chose it like the young ruler saying, oh, God, I love you. I want to do everything for you. But in just a moment, maybe the next moment will be easier than this moment. I want to ask a question to each and every one of us. Are you ready for your moment? Are you ready for your moment, for God to show up and define you in that new moment. Let's all stand. Father, we love you. I am so thankful that you have those moments in front of us. Father, forgive us for being complacent and for just sitting and just being still and just not moving towards you, moving towards what you want for us, but being lazy. God, forgive me for that. But this morning, I ask that you would give me the opportunity to be like Elisha and say, God, wherever you go, I go. Wherever this church is going, I'm going also. Holy Spirit, whatever you say, I will speak. Father, help us come to a place where we will not miss that defining moment that not only changes our lives, but changes the lives of everyone around us. That we can be a light in this community, that we can be a light in our job, that we can be a light wherever we go 
Because we're saying this morning, I will follow you. I will follow you. Hallelujah. If we can go ahead and get the prayer team to come down. If there's anybody here this morning where this message goes, God was speaking directly to me. Find someone, whether it's with the prayer team, find somebody else and just say, hey, I'm, ta- I'm taking a step today to say, God, I'm going to follow you. Find someone and say, hey, I just need you to pray with me and believe with me that I'm going to keep doing it. Elisha had three opportunities to be complacent. And each time he goes, wherever you go, I'm going. Wherever you go, I'm going. If this is speaking to you this morning, find someone and say, pray with me. It doesn't have to be just the prayer team. I'll be down here also. But find somebody in this room and say, I want to go where God's calling me to go. Amen? So Father, we just thank you for today. I ask that as we go, that we will follow you, Jesus. That we will be like Elisha and say, wherever you go, I'm going. And that you would keep us safe this whole week. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys be blessed. Love you guys. Hey, Dan. Ooh, thank you. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Your attention for just a moment. If you wanted to see that movie, Jesus Revolution, and you did not get to because of all the snow last week, they are extending it to this Thursday. So I highly recommend you guys go see it. It's amazing, and it's powerful, and it's all about what they've been talking to us about. It's huge.